Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. I'll tell you what, Tuesday afternoons would not be the same without this sharply dressed young-ish man joining us. Peter Mullen, good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I like the youngish. Yeah, I'll take that. We can I'll, run with that. We can run with that. We've been called worse, both of us, that's for sure. <laughs> Look, a big program today, a great half hour. We're talking about something that you and I won't experience firsthand, that's for sure. Secondhand, possibly. We'll possibly be involved or blamed in some way. Although yeah. we have to be careful saying that. So we're talking today about menopause. Mm-hmm. So menopause doesn't have to mean mood swings, hot flushes, weight gain, low libido and feeling drained. Uh, in fact, it doesn't even have to lead to hormone replacement therapy. So there are... You know, most menopause symptoms and menopause itself can be managed really well naturally. Which will be good news for a lot of ladies this afternoon. Absolutely. Judith is on the line with a question. Good afternoon, Judith. You're with Peter. Hi, Mark. Hi, Peter. Hi, Judith. Um, I have seborrheic dermatitis. I'm using the shampoo, but it doesn't seem to be removing it. And I'm wondering if you have something else for it. Look, I put on the scalp and leave overnight. Is aloe vera juice any good or... Any ideas, please? Look, um, what seborrheic dermatitis is something that, you know, from a naturopathic point of view, you always want to try and treat internally. So, um, oh. you, so it's, it's, it relates a lot back to gut health and the liver particularly. So things you can take internally, taking a good quality zinc and a really good quality vitamin C. I take both. Yep, and also some vitamin A in the form of maybe cod liver oil or a, a high-dose vitamin A supplement, which is a bit harder to come across. Um, oh, okay. Dietary-wise, you want to steer clear of sugar. Yeast is a big thing with seborrheic dermatitis, from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, sugar, yeast, dairy, and I would be re- restricting gluten and cereals and grains. And I would oh. also, um, if, that doesn't do, if that doesn't do the trick, I would also, and also use um, a... Tea tree oil containing um, shampoo. I've got the special um, shampoo for seborrheic dermatitis. But yeah, it's a probably a little bit heavy duty. I'd try a tea tree one and see if that helps more. Oh, okay. And um, if that doesn't do the trick, doesn't give you better management, I'd recommend going and seeing a naturopath. You might need to do a bit of a deeper detox or cleanse. Thank you very much for that, Judith. Hopefully some information. I've got another one. Yes. What was your Barricade. other case? Yeah, varicose veins. Okay, well, varicose veins, again, is an internal situation. Um, so you've sort of the zinc and vitamin C, again, the dietary stuff. You know, you do need to do like a bit of a detox or a cleanse. Definitely getting off dairy, but also sugar, yeast, and, and wheat. And um, the other thing with varicose eczema that I find is you've got to manage any fluid. So if, you're, if you've got um, varicose veins or you retain a little bit of fluid in your ankles, you've got to try and wear either some support stockings or skins when you're exercising and take that pressure away so that can actually the irritation can heal and settle down. Oh, okay. So okay, mani- thank you. Manage any fluid, but again, if either of those, if you don't get better help yourself with what you, I've recommended, then definitely um, go and see someone. Go and see a naturopath. Wonderful. Okay, thank you, Peter. Thanks, Judith. Bye. Thanks, thanks Judith, for some great uh, insights there. Now, Peter, this week it is managing menopause naturally. Um, I guess you want to start by saying it's not a, a condition as such. It is a, a natural part of transitioning from one stage of life to another, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the way the media and um, you know 
product marketing and mm. things like that, supplement sales, you know, menopause is made out to be actually a condition that you must treat. Yeah. But it is actually a natural transition. And what happens with menopause is as women go through the last stage of their fertile years and they run, a, run out of eggs coming from their ovaries, the ovaries start to decrease their production of those strong, more fertile inducing hormones. And what happens, other glands or tissue in the body should kick in and produce estrogen and progesterone still. So the two glands that play the biggest role with this are your adrenal glands. Now, unfortunately, if your nervous system, if you so the transition should be gentle. As the ovaries decrease their production, the adrenals kick in. If someone's had fairly hectic life, if they've run off their adrenaline or nervous energy a lot, if the adrenals are a little bit exhausted or burnt out, that transition can be a lot rockier. And that's when women tend to get a lot more of those symptoms as they transition through. Is that a generalization or is that pretty much hard evidence that depending on the life that you've, lifestyle that you've had up to that point would, would generally be how that part of life is going to play out? Yes and no. Yes and no, because there's genes involved as well. If your mother went through menopause really well, and statistically, a third of women breeze through change of life and wonder what all the fuss is about. Mm. You know, a third of women have a mild to moderately difficult time and natural medicine can really make a massive difference. And a third of women really can have a terrible time with the transition. And that's where sometimes we might look at using, say, the bioidentical hormones for a short period of time. Not the normal standard hormonal HRT recommended by the GP, but actually a different, different style of HRT. But again, that's only a third of women and we'd use it for a short period of time until we could get them back onto a more natural approach. So we'll come back and have a look at some of those options in a moment. For the ladies that are, that are doing it at the tough end, is that will we, will we have some options for them as well? Yeah, look, absolutely. We're doing our third talk tonight. Like Our menopause series of free talks has been really popular. Mm -hmm. So this is the third one we're having this year. And we still have a few free, few free seats available. If anyone's really struggling out there and they want to know more about what can be done naturally, um, obviously I'll talk about it in a moment, but they're more than welcome to come along. For the ladies that are in that situation, maybe they're uh, being going through it or approaching that stage of life, you've got some solutions. Yeah, look, it's it's again because it's a natural process. You know, a powerful um, medicine for us obviously is our diet and lifestyle. You know, and that's there's always with any health condition, there's always you know a lot of help you can give yourself in these areas. And you know, I guess part of um, menopause is a great example of understanding how your body works and feeling empowered to know the things that are going to make a difference for you mm -hmm. and feeling like you're taking some control of your, your health as well. Now, um, on the show before, we've talked a lot about exercise, but exercise really is one of the best things to help with menopausal symptoms, even things like hot flushes. Now, have we talked about hot flushes? Have we done a segment on hot flushes before? Uh, not with me, you haven't. I would remember having done that. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. With hot flushes, nobody knows exactly what causes hot flushes. So okay. what, they, what they suspect or what's suspected is that, you know, we all have a temperature control. We have a temperature range. If we get below our bottom temperature, we'll start to shiver and shake. Mm -hmm. If we get above our top temperature, we'll start to perspire and get hot. What they suspect with menopause is that that range narrows considerably. So someone can have a hot, hot cup of tea and that's enough for the body to think. Put them over the edge. That, that's, mm. that they're, they're excessively heating. Because the interesting thing, when someone's having a hot flush, if you check their temperature, their temperature doesn't go up. 
Is that right? Yeah, it's not a temperature. So the body, body temperature stays exactly the yeah. same. It's yeah. something that your mind says, oh, you're going up. So Your hypothalamus and your temperature regulation gets out of, out of whack. What you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which is part of the brain. So yeah. um, exercise, um, again, for hot flushes, if you, if you exercise regularly, particularly if you exercise where you do get a bit of a sweat up, what you're doing is you're counter-stimulating that temperature control. So that can give you better management long-term of out-of-control hot flushes. So would that be because as you sweat, you're releasing heat from the body? It's countering what well, may be going on of, elsewhere? Yeah, when you're exercising, you're yeah. sort of um, um, challenging that temperature regulation. Like you'll, you, you might get, you'll get hotter and you might even have a hot flush, but the more you can trigger it and then calm it back down, trigger it and calm back down, it might give you a little bit more leeway. So it seems to help some women. The big thing I've found with um, menopause and menopausal symptoms is there's no surefire fix for everybody. And oftentimes, and a lot of ladies might recognize this out there, that you'll, you'll find something that will help and it will work really well for a period of time. And then the body shifts or change somehow and you're, you're, you're back to square one and you've got to try something else. So it just seems to be part of that transition. So exercise, um, normalize your cortisol, which is a major stress response, manages your blood sugar, your insulin thyroid levels as well as giving the brain more oxygen oxygen um, boost your mood um, so yeah and, and it needs to be enjoyable so particularly things like yoga or tai chi yoga is fantastic because when you're doing yoga you're actually massaging all your internal organs as well with the stretches etc and tai chi is a bit the same walking minimum 30 to 45 minutes five days a week um, and you know the walking there's endless benefits from walking um, regular weight bearing and, and aerobic exercise. So, weight bearing for women as they get older, resistance training is really, really important. It's because as we lose as we age, we lose muscle. If we lose muscle, we lose bone density. So, because bone density can become an issue with this drop in hormones from menopause, that menopausal transition, if someone's already a bit osteopenic, um, menopause is definitely the time you need to start doing some resistance stuff. Uh, moving from exercise, are there some other things that may be helpful out there? Uh, well, look, one of the uh, menopause is all about change and transition. And, you know, it is like our, our peak fertility. This is an interesting fact. I don't know whether I've made this up, but it's an observation anyway. Our peak, uh, an interesting fact is that our peak health and fitness is when do you think it? What age? I'm not even going to try and guess. No, well, if you, you think, if you think <clears throat> about any, any animal <clears throat> species, our peak... Would it be fair to... Uh, can I give like a range? Yeah. Uh, what, 15 to 25? Yeah, no, probably 18, 18 to 25. Oh, it's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty fine. Yeah, okay. Is that how old Rob is? That could be. I think he's in that range, <laughs> our producer. <laughs> he's happy with that. We were in that yeah, range, we Peter. Were in that we range. were in that we range. We remember that range. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that's when our body's actually at its peak. You think about any animal species, their peak health is with their peak fertility because it's all about reproducing the species, right? Mm. So anyway, so menopause is a natural transition. And um, it's a bit of a you know change of life, reassessment. You know, and from a stress point of view, so stress is a massive aggravator for making your menopause symptoms worse, particularly if you're a bit adrenally worn out. Mm -hmm. So um, meditation and mindfulness. So essentially get the right amount of exercise. Again, it feels like conquering all health concerns, really. But yeah, the right absolutely. amount of exercise, reduce the stress and, uh, and, and, and learn diet. Some, learn, some, learn some techniques mm -hmm. on that. And um, the other thing is, and can't stress enough, anyone I've seen have awesome results with recovering from really life-threatening conditions. Meditation and mindfulness has been a massive part of their recovery. The third thing 
is um, getting outside. Healthy vitamin D levels, really important for bone density. Nearly all of my um, menopause women that I test for vitamin D are low. And it is middle of the year, but I'm testing women in summer because everyone's so covered up and um, low vitamin D. So you need vitamin D going through menopause particularly. You need to make sure your levels are good because you really want to maintain and look after your bone density. Peter, you have some more solutions for ladies this afternoon. Absolutely. So the, the three, three um, great starting points. Um, number one, try and look at increasing um, your phytoestrogens or your plant-based estrogens. They tend to bind to the estrogen receptor sites and prevent, um, to sort of help your body to think that your hormone levels are, are balanced, basically. Okay. But um, they're not estrogen. You know, they're safe to take. They're, they're, a lot of people sort of panic about phytoestrogens, thinking they're estrogens, but they're not estrogens. Um, they're similar, but they don't cause any of the side effects associated with the other. Was there a plant from South America you wanted to bring up as well? Absolutely. One of the um, um, amazing adaptogenic herbal solutions for uh, menopause is maca. Okay. I'm not familiar with her. What's, what's, what's maca about? <laughs> so maca is a, is a, a, a root vegetable from mm -hmm. South America. Okay. And it's got amazing properties. It's what we call an adaptogenic herb. So it's, this is, MAC is really good for men and women, good for libido, good for adrenals, um, good for women going into menopause. I'd really recommend getting a really good quality maca powder. And you can add it, it tastes nice, it tastes a bit nutty. You can add it to smoothies, you can take capsules, but we just chuck it in everything. Oh, and we're, it looks like we're turning as a we're all, chef here. As we're all ageing, so I really recommend maca. Um, <laughs> always um, taking a good quality omega-3 or fish oil. And um, green tea is the other thing that I really like. Um, it's got the polyphenols, which uh, help with the symptoms of menopause. Um, green tea is also a really good antioxidant, anti-cancer. So, and I'd recommend having um, maybe three to five cups of green tea a day as well. So the phytoestrogens, um, and again, not big on soy, as we've mentioned before, unless it's fermented. But phytoestrogens are your flaxseed, you know, adding a couple of tablespoons of flaxseed to your smoothie or to your porridge. Um, the maca, the fish oil, and the green tea. Um, one of my favorite supplements for the symptoms of menopause, and this is, this is um, really beneficial for women where there's been, um, where someone's had breast cancer, and particularly if there's, they've had surgery, chemo, and ray, and can't have any of the conventional HRT, which I'm not a big fan of anyway. Um, even some of the specialists now are recommending this, and it's um, magnesium. So anyone experiencing hot flushes, magnesium, I would add on to what we've just discussed. Mm -hmm. um, B vitamins really important just to support the nervous system always get your d checked and just make sure that you're having enough calcium rich foods to sort of help with bone density etc wow so some great information there in terms of managing menopause naturally it seems like a whole lot to get your head around and particularly when you said that it, it, it might something may work for a while then you've got to make a few changes yeah so. absolutely and like any like any health condition it's, it's hard it's, it's there's no one size fits all mm. And then on top of that, um, one of the, the best things that we have access to from a naturopathic point of view is really awesome herbal medicines. And menopause is a great example of when we'd use herbs to support the adrenals. We'd use herbs to support liver detox because one of the, the other reasons why women can struggle with menopause symptoms is if their liver's overloaded as well. So mm. herbs are great because we can make up a mix of phytoestrogens, adrenal support, liver detox, um, and stress herbs all in the one mix. Okay, so a lot of advice there, and uh, your naturopath can uh, take you through some of that as well. Just very quickly, Peter, you've got a uh, menopause talk. We mentioned there are uh, limited seats available for this one. When and where? 
uh, tonight at our rooms in um, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to know more details, they can get online at Mullen Health or they can ring our office and the girls there can help them out on how to get a ticket. And I just want to follow up very quickly on the night for Dan that you had just recently uh, last week. How did that go? Oh, look, it was a, it was a fundraising event, as you know, mm-hmm. and um, we raised over... With the ticket sales and we had a raffle, we had a lot of um, very generous donations from a lot of our local businesses in Hamilton and friends as well. And we raised over $10,500. Excellent. So it was a great event. And um, Ben spoke about fermenting and um, I spoke about gut health. So, yeah, it really went well. Excellent. Glad that that was a success. And thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, um, for coming along and for donating prizes as well. We really appreciate it. Well done. Well done. That's it, Peter. We're out of time again. We'll uh, we'll catch up next week with another insightful, naturally presented program, I'm sure. Well, next week, I think we're talking about um, chronic fatigue, which is a really big area. So, Mm. Fatigue next week. I'm about to yawn. (laughs) I really am. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.